Um, things are very different today, um, so there's going to be some movement, some activity that's going to be going on in here, and uh, I hope, I hope that you are as inspired and stirred by our approach to the Father's heart today as we are in coming into it. Uh, we have been pressing in for quite some time to what the Father wants to do. In fact, over 10 years ago, I taught a series or began to preach a series and begin to minister about getting outside of the walls. And when I ministered that and taught that, we did some things that were different. Um, if you recall back then, uh, one of the things that we did is when everybody showed up on Sunday morning, on one particular morning, we had three different locations that we were meeting at that day outside of this building. So as they came in, whether they were visiting or regular attenders here, part of the family, as people walked in the door, how many remember that? As you walked in the door, we handed you a ticket, and you had three locations you could choose from, and you turned right around, got right back in your car, and you drove to that location. One of them was at the food court in the mall, one of them was at a local park down in Sanford, another one was at the park in, over here at Sylvan, Sylvan Lake. And, uh, but there were three locations, and when you came, we went there. And then another Sunday, we did something where I think Tim Carney and Jim Kerner, um, we did a, uh, what do you call that, Skype, uh, where we sent at 10 o'clock in the morning in order to get to the people that were out in the community. We wanted to find out why at 10.30 they were shopping or eating at a restaurant instead of finding a place in a local house, local ministry. So we sent them out to randomly search some folks out, and they went out and about, and they found some folks, and they found one man, and they said to him basically that. They said, tell us, why are you here instead of at a church? And he was very honest and began to, each of the ones that they interviewed, began to share with us on Skype why they were somewhere else instead of in a church. It's actually on our YouTube channel. If you want to look it up, you can see the whole thing. And it was enlightening to see why people do what they do. But the majority of reasons is because when people are out there, people that even right now, that are out doing whatever, they're sleeping in, they're doing whatever, they just don't find it important. You know why they don't find it important? Because everywhere they've gone, they found religion. Or they think that everywhere they go is going to sound a lot like the person that sits beside them at work. And they're going to get preached at instead of empowered. They're going to get a Bible hit over their head instead of being enabled. Because hitting someone with a Bible does not enable them. Sharing a lot of scripture doesn't enable anybody. In fact, it cripples most because they feel like that's the basis of their faith instead of the Christ that wants to do an incredible work and cause us to be a demonstration. So we did some of these things and that has never ceased. And then this past week or two, uh, maybe week before, Sam Schof came to me and he shared something that he had heard a vision that he had seen, and in the vision, two of the places he had shared about seeing us in other locations. He was not with us back when we did what I just mentioned back 10-something years ago, and two of the places that he saw were two of those places that we had actually gone. That's an awakening. There's an awakening that is going on what the church should actually look like. So today... The reason we emphasize dream is because today I want, to, I want to say something to you. Let's dream. Let's dream. In fact, let's even go beyond the dream. Let's see. Let's see. What does the Father want to do? What is it that God wants to do in you and in me that is outside of this place? 
If you have known me for any length of time, you know that I don't really, I appreciate what we do on Sunday mornings, but it should not be the most important thing that we do in the week. This should be our testimony spot, not our hope everybody comes spot. This should be where the testimonies are happening of what happened on Monday and Tuesday. and when. This should be where the testimony happens, where the woman talked to Christ at a well or where a, where a fisherman found him on a boat or when a man rolled over in a pool of water and was healed. Does anybody hear what I'm talking about today? That's what this should be. This shouldn't be the let's come together on Sunday morning and hope we can get everything worked out. It should be where we come and say, let me tell you how he worked it out this week. Let me tell you what the Father worked out in me. Let me tell you what Christ worked out in me. Somebody say amen. amen. So we're going to move forward this morning and we're going to do some things. And if you are a part of intercession on Wednesday mornings, every Wednesday at 6 a.m. we meet here for intercession. And our intercession is not the same old thing. Intercession for us is not prayer. Intercession for us is engaging the Father. It isn't simply walking around and praying the right prayer or praying a routine prayer or praying the same steps that we've prayed a thousand times. That's not prayer. That's babble. What we do is we come together and we are searching the heart and the mind of the Father to find out what is it you want us to speak to today. What do you want to address in us today? What is in our community that needs your voice in it today? So every Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. when we gather, the first thing that we do is we sit down. And Jenny Kerner, she begins to prepare us for what Holy Spirit has shown her throughout the week. And she will uh, begin to give explanation to different points and different thoughts that uh, Holy, Spirit share, Holy Spirit shared with her. And then give us direction on praying for something intentionally, not repetitively. Repeatedly, <laughs> not the, repetitively. That's what repetitively. I'll get it out in a minute. Give me a while. There are too many t-t-t-t-t-t-t-s in there, and so that's what we came together. That's what we do when we come together on Wednesday morning. It is on purpose. It is with purpose. It isn't just to say we were at intercession at six a.m. Wednesday morning. Because I promise you, if you come this Wednesday morning at six a.m., it will not be anything like last Wednesday morning at six a.m. You know why? Because what the Father wants to do this week is going to be very different than what He did last week. It's going to be very different. You're going to learn something at intercession. Intercession isn't just a moment where we're doing this. Intercession is when we come together and we're making a draw. And we're being changed. I know everybody can't make it, but if you can, I encourage you to be there. But in intercession this past Wednesday, two things were shared that I'm going to ask Jenny and Vanessa to share uh, in just a moment uh, briefly. And then... I'll explain what's going to happen after that, but they're going to come and they're going to tell you a little bit about Jenny first is going to come and she's going to share with us a little bit about what Holy Spirit spoke to her and the direction that he gave her for this past Sunday, because it's going to set the stage for where we go from there. It's going to set the stage and you're going to understand that a little bit. If you want to be seated again, you can. If you want to stand, you can. I'm going to stand the whole time. I want to be fully at attention for whatever it is that the Father wants to do. Not that you're not. Your attention might be seated. And then Vanessa's going to come and she's going to share as well what Holy Spirit gave to her. I want you to give them your undivided attention. Following Vanessa, this week in our staff meeting over in the offices, Our offices are off location, they're in another place, but we have staff meeting every Thursday. And when we met in staff meeting, I put a sign over the door that entered into into the conference room. And that sign said, if you do not have vision, do not enter. 
If you have no vision, do not come in here. And I wanted every person that walked in there, however there were nine of us, as we walked in that room, I wanted every person to look at that sign and, and, and have to consider in themselves, do I have a vision for tomorrow? Am I hearing what the Father wants? And, and every person went in there. And then when we sat down, I asked the question. I asked all of them at the same time. I said, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What do you want to do? What does he put in your heart to do? I want to hear that today. I want you to share that. And as they began to share, I was wowed. I was wowed by what they shared. So those that were present, not all the staff could be there Thursday, but those that were present Thursday are going to come and they're going to share uh, what they, some of what they had shared with me and with each other. And on that, we're going to speak some words. I'm going to speak some words to you today. They're going to challenge you to rise up, to look within yourself and find out what's there. Why is it there? Is it being used? You ready? Jenny, come share with us exactly what it is that the Father spoke to you. Good morning, Rock of Central Florida. I honor you this morning. I honor you. I honor who you are. I honor your function. I honor our visionary. I honor his wife. Um, So I'm going to read to you uh, Isaiah out of Isaiah 60. Arise, shine for, yes. I want to do something real quick. I want you to put your hands on yourself because it's important to me that every single person receives what's said today. Put your hands, in fact, put them on your head. I want you to put them on your mind because we need changed minds. So say this with me this morning. Father, Father, I position myself myself to have a changed mind. mind. Not the mind of Adam, Adam. but the mind of Christ. Christ. Work in me me. your anointing. anointing. Stir it. it. I'm a seer seer. and I'm a hearer. And I'm I'm going to be changed. changed. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. I'm going to read to you out of Isaiah 60. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord, Yahweh, has risen on you now. Arise and shine for your light, your light, the light that is assigned to you, the light that was meant for you, the light that he created you to be. That light has come. It has come. It is here and it is now. It is time and we are moving. That word arise in Hebrew is that there's a Hebrew word. It's pronounced kum. Okay. I had to do a word association in my mind. Um, in that word, it is spelled with the cough. It is spelled with the vav and it is spelled with the mem. Those words cough is associated as a lit. Those are living letters. And that is a living word. That word means being associated with the light. It recognizes you and you recognize it when it has come and it has come. Your light has come. The light that you are seeing from the father's face. We're not looking to the father's face to give something to give me to help me do it for me we are looking through his eyes and we are doing our function he has done his function and is continuing to do his function you do your function it is time to put word to action action to word 
That letter is associated with life and it undoes the binding of time. Tim Carney, we are no longer bound by time. Time does not hold us. It does not control us. It does not rule us. This is fiery. This is wondrous. This is glorious because this house is called to be glorious. This is a glorious house because it is full of churches that know who they are and are willing to do what has never been done. The churches within this house, the next letter, that Bob, you are a connection between heaven and earth. You bring heaven into the earth. Heaven comes into the earth through you, through your mind alignment, your heart alignment, your body alignment, your soul alignment. You bring it into this atmosphere, this realm, okay? We are being called to a realm of light. Wisdom has sent out a call. Wisdom has stood at the gate and we have answered yes. Wisdom has long life. Wisdom has wealth. Wisdom has abundance and it's all for you. She was created to help you, to help the sons to be revealed, to be an illumination. The next letter is mem. It's water. Reach into those upper waters, those higher waters from where you came. That is where you are from. That is where you were sent from. That is where creativity flows. It flows into you, through you, into the earth where you are planted and where you are sown. It is a birthing chamber. It is an inner chamber. It is a womb and it is birthing something great today. Today is a birthing. Today is a great birthing. Today the womb is opening. Today the womb that was closed is opening. It is open. It is open. It is open. The earth, this earth is groaning, groaning, groaning in labor pains for the sons to be revealed and to be that light that you were created to be, to be that light that you were sent into the earth to be. Arise, arise, shine, shine for your light has come. The glory of Yahweh is upon you. Woo! I'm going to read one thing to you and then I'm going to be done and hand it over. Yeshua is the blueprint. He is the Savior and the Messiah. And we are to look like him and be like him. The hands and feet of the Father within the earth. We are to flash out like lightning as the radiant ones. As the radiant ones sent into this earth. Thank you, wisdom. I honor wisdom. I honor the function of wisdom. I honor what wisdom brings, and I encourage you to do it as well. The dimension, the realm, the atmosphere of life, the eternal life is above the courts. It shines above the courts. Understanding this dimension, this realm, this atmosphere. Don't get confused. It's just an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere that you are bringing, you are creating. Okay? Understanding that undoes time. That unbinds you. It untethers you from what held you bound. The DNA of blood within the Messiah, the light of the world, that's not a coincidence. The light of the world, and we are being in the face of the Father, Yahweh God. 
To understand wisdom fully, you must see from the face of Yahweh, not look to the face of Yahweh. When you see the face of the Father, you are working with him, with him. He wants his sons to work with him, to bring about his vision, to bring about his purpose. He does his part and you are functioning in yours. As spirit wrapped in flesh, when we are looking from his face, his perspective, we are ascended. The spirit ascends and the glory of Yahweh shines upon the body that is arising. We are the thunderous ones. You, Rock of Central Florida, I charge you, I declare to you, I speak over you, I awaken you. You are the thunderous ones. You are the light. You are radiating within the glorious voice and fire that comes from within the inner chamber, the birthing chamber, the womb of the Father. We are lightning, illuminating the darkness, the power of the manifestation of his word. You are the power of the manifestation of his word. You are the power of the manifestation of his word. It means to arise, and there is a 100% chance, 100% chance of success because it is his word to you within your belly, within your belly, within your belly there is a 100% chance of success you're doing it you're doing it I honor you rock of central Florida I'm so thankful to be a part of you good morning good morning so uh Steve I honor you for using the word dream Because when I think of intercession, right, I only thought of it as proclaiming and declaring and speaking into and speaking in the forefront of, right? But it is dreaming, you know, but the thing is, is that dreaming also kind of limits us, right? It's like the arise that we're talking about. Steve said something on Wednesday and it just, it, it kind of broke me. He said that, you know, arising was like almost like a single action. You arise and that's it. You know, like when you dream and you, you wake up, that's it. There's, there has to be something that comes after that, right? And uh, arise is a lot of times in the physical. Um, it's limiting. It's not enough just to get up from the rest. Um, and, you know, you've risen and that's it. You know, what comes after that, you know? And what comes after that is what Jenny said, and it's the ascension, right? And in the ascension, there's a different perspective, right? We're looking from the top. We're not looking um, from, the, from the back or from the side because we miss what's in the back. We miss what's on the side. You know, we're always missing an angle. And, um, and we're elevated already. I feel like the Rock of Central Florida is in this place where we are no longer, and I'm going to give you two words that the Father showed me. Um, he gave me the word gauge, and he gave me the word thermostat. And he said, when do we stop being the gauge, you know? Every time somebody walks in the, the door, the first thing we do is we say, ooh, who's that? Or, you know, and we're constantly measuring. And the problem with gauging things is that we measure, we, we're measuring time. We're measuring opportunity. We're measuring potential. We're measuring what we see and what we know. And a lot of times it's just based on our own experience. Like, how do we just, it's limiting, you know? Because um, we only have experienced so many things in our life. And by doing this, we miss opportunity. And that's the biggest, biggest hindrance of all. 
Um, so when he gave me the word thermostat and Jenny, you know, when you said wisdom, wisdom wants us to function as a thermostat. We're, we're, we're positioned in a place where we're supposed to be authority. We create the atmosphere for people to know Yahweh the way we know Yahweh, not the way we, the church perceives Yahweh, not the way the church wants us to believe Yahweh is. We don't, we don't function as a rule. We don't function as, you know, a set of rules. This is the way it's supposed to look. That's not what we function as. We function as a thermostat. And that's a place of authority. It means we set the tone. And, you know, Steve is always talking about this. He's talking about set the tone. A lot of times we um, get fixated on just being this, uh, you know, telling people and t- just words, babble, you know. All we have to do is be a, a demonstration of the kingdom, right? And we get to prepare a place, a safe place, not just a place. We get to prepare a safe place for people to get to know Yahweh. And um, I want to leave you with two things that Yahweh gave me specifically. And it was discernment is is as good, is good, wait, let's start that again. Discernment is good as long as it's not limiting us to see as the Father sees, right? And discernment is good so long it does not hinder someone being loved as the Father loves. Okay? So... I want to give you a little testimony because I feel like um, my church functions in a way where I like to connect with what Yahweh has given me. And a lot of you don't know this, but, you know, I'm married to an army vet and he suffers from PTSD. All right. So I remember a time when uh, Chino, uh, you know, he wouldn't be able to sleep and stuff like that. And I functioned as a gauge. So at night, I would go to bed and say, I hope tomorrow's a good day. It wasn't always. So it was, I was walking on this bed of eggshells all the time. It wasn't until I became a thermostat and I decided that I was going to change the atmosphere. And I was going to say, okay, tonight I'm going to go to sleep. And tomorrow, if something arises, right, something bad arises, I'm going to set the tone for the day. So he would wake up, and I could tell as soon as he would say, good morning, or good morning. And that would kind of, and I would say, you know what? If it was a good morning, I'd say, hey, I have this plan for today. We're going to go out to eat. Oh, okay. You know what? I can see the change of tone. That's what we're called to be here in in the church, in the church, our church. That's what we're called to be. So the Rock of Central Florida is not a gauge anymore. We're not going to look. We're not going to measure what somebody looks like. We're not going to measure their potential. But we are going to set the atmosphere so the Father can do what he has to do, when he has to do it, in his time, not ours. Amen, amen, amen. I I like that. I like that. Uh, Just the the one, that's the only one that I want you to. Catching the vision. Catching the vision. And when Steve told us to bring what we have or don't come in, it was something I have always talked about. The first thing I want to talk to you about is a vision that Steve has had for quite a long time. As, as long as I've known him, he's always wanted to have a bank in the church. 
So as a precursor to the bank, the vision, the dream, the realization of the bank, I want to bring to you something that would set the tone for the bank. And I'm, call, I'm calling it the Living Room Savings Club. The Living Room Savings Club. Okay? We, we are, with, 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 with Steve's approval, we are going to start this. And let me explain to you how it's going <laughs> to... This is, this is how it works. Um, <laughs> the... Let's see, let's, see, let's see the second. Can you do the second slide right quick? I think that's... Um, okay, that one. I'm just going to skip my words there. What it is, is this. Every, you who are going to participate, the, the participants are going to contribute to a pool. Every fortnight. My wife said they, they don't know what a fortnight is. Everybody know what a fortnight is? Every two weeks. When you get paid. <laughs> not, the young, not the young people fortnight. Fortnight. So we have an example here. If we, started the, if we started the pool with six people for uh, six weeks, every week you, you're going to give $25. This is an example. This is not in stone. $25 every week you'll give $25 for six weeks. John, Betty, Ann, and Selwyn. He's from Trinidad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Now, the way how this will, is going to work, for instance, you, you want to do something, say, two weeks from now. You, that new house, you want to build, that, build that, that extra room, put a bed where I can come and stay? <laughs> this is what you'll do. So, so John, let's say Anne, Anne wants the first doling out of the money. Okay? So when Anne, on the first week, the first fortnight, the beginning of the first fortnight, Anne only puts $25 in, but she gets $150. That's very first, but she still got to pay. You, you, you don't, it's not a gift. <laughs> it's a savings club, okay? So Anne, Anne wants, well, we can do it two ways. Either Anne can request, well, I want to be the last person, I want to be the second person, or we can put it in, in a way, you say, well, you get, you know, by, by the numbers, Okay? And everyone will go through that for six weeks until the pool is depleted. This is just an example. It can go for a year. It can go for six months. It all depends on the, the participants, the number of participants in the pool will determine the length of time that it will go. Are we clear? You get to understand? This is a precursor to the bank. bank. Now, secondly, I want to encourage you we are, we are growing and we are going. Yeah. We are growing and we are going. So for that reason, we need transport. And we need transporters. So I'm going to encourage each of you, if you have the heart, if you have the desire, we don't, we don't see it yet, but you have the desire and you're dreaming to be a driver for one of our transports, I want to encourage you to, to, to get your CDL license. Because we, you're going to be transporting people. We are going and we are growing. 
we need people to transport. So I'm not going to go through all the, all, all the, the, the um, things that you need to do to get a CDL, trans, uh, CDL license. This is a man he, who knows about CDL license more than I do. That's right. No, no, no. He's, he's not, not going to say, I'm gone. <laughs> if you desire to be a CDL driver and you want to be going and growing, see me and I'll give you the directions. Okay? What's going on, Rocky family? If you're a doer, if you're a doer, I want you to make some noise if you're a doer. Come on. Come on. That's who, that's who we are. That's who we are. We don't, we don't just hide and wait on the defense. We go on the offensive. That's who we are. Uh, if you guys don't know me, my name is A.J. Phillips. I'm the youth, uh, the lead youth um, minister or something like that. You know what it is. Um, but there are some specific things that the Father has put in me for this year concerning our youth group and really for the house. Um, really, a huge thing I want to start with is who's following you? And so I say that to say, you know, we all have Instagram, we all have these different things, but who's following you? How can someone follow you? They have to what first? They have to what? They have to like you, but more importantly, they got to what? See you. So the Holy Spirit said, AJ, when you walk down Sanford, when you go down downtown, who's following you? No one can follow you if they don't see you. How's it your land if your land doesn't recognize you? So one of the things our youth is going to start doing is, this year, we will meet more outside of this building than we do in it. So, parents, that means you're going to have to stay up on the emails. That means I'm going to have to do better emailing. So, that's true. Hey, hey you know, we all growing in here. We growing. We doing our thing. But that is, that is one um, huge thing. And it's simple. It's, um, it's, not, it's not super deep, but just getting outside the walls because sometimes the environment, something might come out of uh, Ava Hoffman or Emily Kerner than it would in here, because this is comfortable. If you don't put yourself in a position to be stretched, to be a little awkward, to be a little uncomfortable, there's no growth in that place, right? That's what I'm talking about, Orange. He's one of our, he's gonna, and that leads me to my next thing. I'm gonna start enabling the ones you see around you that you, that, that um, you might not have a lot of relationship with, but guess what, they are faithful in this house. They are gonna begin not only helping with the youth, but help becoming family and growing the youth. Why? Because we will never change this generation if we don't impact the families. And so a long time I used to think, you know what, this youth group is for our youth kids. But guess what, parents, I'm telling you right now, if you want to be involved, which you should want to be involved with, if you want life to come into your house in a new way, you need to get involved with the youth group. You need to get involved with these families because that's the only way we're going to change a generation that is going to last. I'm not interested in just having friends with these kids, just being friends with these kids when they get older. That's not enough for me. I want to look at their seed. I want to look at their fruit and say, you know what? I had impact on them. I see my DNA on them. I see the fingerprint and the thumbprint of the father that was in me on them. And that's what we're going to begin to do. We're going to begin to to change what this building becomes. This building is going to be a, an assembly place. It's not going to be a place where we just come to have church. We're having church every single where. I might be, I might pull up to your job. We might be in a Walmart parking lot. We might be at the, we will be at the bowling alley because I'm undefeated right now. You know, we're going to be at the park, but I encourage you guys, the families, 
That's how we change this generation. That's how we make an impact that lasts. Because just, in, just having a relationship with a kid is great. But guess what? When I, when I can look at that, that mom and dad and I have a relationship, guess what? Now I don't have to be their parent. Whoa. I don't have to be their parent at that point. Amen. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. I honor you, Steve. I honor you for this opportunity. Um, I honor you, Kim. I honor you, churches. Um, but when, when I spoke, there were two distinctive things that I brought up. One in particular has to do with my regular everyday job, which those of you who don't know, I'm the assistant director here at Kids Rock Early Learning Center. And this past year, there have been several things that have been illuminated to me and to Kim, of course, about certain places where there's liability. Um, when it comes to children, we have about 110 children and families um, that we serve here at Kids Rock. And one of the things that I believe Holy Spirit dropped into my spirit was an invention. And I, I challenge you to where you see challenges, there's an invention. There is something that the, that the kingdom should be taking a hold of and releasing to the earth. And I believe, so I'm calling all you technology engineers in the house, those of you who understand apps, but there should never be an opportunity for a child to be left. We live in, we're in 2021 now. There should be an app. There should be a way that when a child is assigned to a teacher, there's an alarm, there's something that goes off so that they know that that child is with them and their count is accurate. So I believe that that invention is going to start this year. I'm declaring it. I'm declaring it in this house. I don't understand the technology, but I know there are people in this house that are anointed to do that. So I call on you to rise up and to see because we should be the ones leading in those areas. Hallelujah. And the second thing, um, for those of you who don't know, this year, um, I really want to build a foundation for Dine, and that is actually a kingdom perspective on the yoga practice. Some of you have experienced some of those classes, and in religion, it's one of those things that is usually shunned or, sh or looked away from, but I know by the spirit that he's given me revelation and that the, key, the keys to health, the keys to alignment, he's given us, he's given the earth and it's not Babylon's, it belongs to the kingdom. And so this year I am redeeming that. So I invite you all, we're gonna start back on January 25th. <laughs> Hello. My name is Kaylee. Um, I am the Young Adults Ministry Director here at The Rock. And so connect. All of you are in the same place. This is great. <laughs> um, this year, I want us to become a ministry that is an outreach. Because we, let me think of how to word this correctly. There are people in our generation who have a void. And they don't even know to call it that. But they're filling it with everything else. And we have the answer. So when we meet a lot like Rock Youth, it's appropriate because we're family, uh, we will be meeting outside the walls every time that we meet. So our first meeting is February 5th. It will actually be at our apartment complex at 7 o'clock. I encourage you to come. We're going to share more about the vision with that. But we're going to become an outreach in 2021. And then um, I am also the worship director here. So Ephraim and Manasseh. This is news to you, <laughs> um, but we are going to do something similar this year. I believe that the sound and the anointing that's in the sound of this house, it needs to get outside of this building. 
So every Tuesday, we meet here from 6.30 to 8.30, and a lot of times we just have communion. Sometimes we play prophetically and we flow, but we don't do anything here that we can't do at the lakefront, right? We don't do anything here that we can't do outside of the walls. So we're going to begin meeting outside of the walls, and we're not going to impose the gospel on anyone, but whosoever will. While we're worshiping at the lakefront, if someone's taking a walk and they're curious, come on, worship with us, drink deep with us, right? Thank you. And then the last thing that we're going to do, well, not the last thing, but the last thing that's in my heart for today is we are going to record our music and I'm not interested in making the money off of people. I don't want to do it like I've done it in the past. I don't want to go to a studio and pay thousands of dollars to then put it on iTunes and make everybody pay me because it's not about the money. I want to reach people with the simple gospel. It's so powerful. So I want to reintroduce the simple gospel to people for free. I don't need your credit card number to be affected by the sound of heaven. Right? So what we're going to do is we're going to record. We're going to write. We're going to write so much this year. But what we write and some things we've already written, we're going to record and we're going to start a YouTube channel. And that worship will be available and free for whoever wants to listen. So if you don't know me, I'm Sam. And the big thing in my heart is missions, whether it is domestic or foreign. And, uh, a big thing in my heart for this year is I, would, I really want to plan a trip for people in this house to get out of the country. I don't know where that could be. I don't know where we're allowed to go with the state that our country's in. We want you to come back, though. Yes, we definitely do want to come back. But we want to go somewhere that people don't go, people forget. And we want to go somewhere and actually meet a need and bring the kingdom to these people that don't know it. And the other thing that I really want to do, I know you all remember this last month of December... We've had these three drives going on, and they were amazing. Every week, I'm taking loads in my car. Sometimes I had to borrow a truck. Like, I couldn't fit everything to take them to these places. And we made a real impact in our community. And with that, people are, they notice, and they see our name, and they know our faces when we go, and they remember us because we're coming back. And this year, I went every week. I want us to be doing some sort of outreach in our backyards, in our community. It, it may be the same project for a month, or it might be a new project every week. I don't know yet, but I want to do something every single week. I want to be affecting our neighbors and, and the children and the adults, whoever it may be, whoever needs it. I want everyone to know the Rock of Central Florida has our back here in Central Florida. And that's, that's a vision for me. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Ryan Graham. I am the treasurer at the Rock of Central Florida, and I'm also a teacher at the academy. And I'm going to need a tissue. In the two years that I've been teaching, I've noticed a lack of preparation and ambition in a lot of students. Um, I feel like a lot of on the generation feels like someone's going to give it to them. It's going to be presented to them. They don't have to do any work to get to where they need to be. Come on, tell it. And so 
Yahweh put it in my heart at the beginning of the school year, and it's something I discussed with Kaylee and Miss Liz, and I'm going to be designing over the summer and over the next few months a college preparation course for... <laughs> for juniors and seniors at the academy um, to help them prepare for the testing they take in high school to get them to college, yeah. to help them find the careers that suit their personalities and their interests. And it might not even be something they even considered or knew existed. Right. Um, I want to help them prepare their cover letters for their applications to help introduce themselves to the recruiters at these colleges. I want them to do research on scholarships and I want them to be prepared when they go to school so that they can succeed and fulfill the purpose that Yahweh has for them. And that's pretty much what I have. I'm very excited about it, and I will be teaching it 100% next year. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah! Glory! Woo! We're dreaming! Yeah, this is such an important day, and I am so blessed to be a part of this. Um, I bring to you evidence of his goodness. I bring to you with the, with the children. If you know me, my name is Kim. If you don't, my name is Kim Parker. I'm joined to this man right here by word and spirit. I love him. I carry his heart, his vision. Everything in me wants to help assist what's in his heart come into the earth. And he was at a point six years ago where he wanted this building full every day. And we had an empty building. Two days a week it was occupied. Other than that, it was just nothing. And I'm going to fast forward because I know he's going to say, hurry up, hurry up, i got to get the mic. <laughs> so just brief, but, but in my heart I saw children. And if you know me, my heart is children. I know I'm created to make a safe place for them to grow. And I don't know and didn't know how that worked until I said yes. So today you're being encouraged to say yes to the heartbeat that's in here that the Father put in you. So I said yes. We created Kids Rock Early Learning Center. Gaston, I remember doing the video. When you did that, it was so powerful to me because I remember me and Tamara, we had our little PowerPoint. We were trying to explain something that we didn't quite know how it all fit here, but it's exploded. So thank you, sir. Thank you for your vision. I, I join myself to that because I'm evidence that it's right, it works, and it'll be blessed because it's from him. So we opened the doors, and I thought it'd be your kids that we kept. I thought it'd be your kids that we were making the safe place for our kingdom children, right? Because that was our mindset. But, you know, quickly it changed. Quickly I saw, I need to serve people. I need to serve those police officers, those nurses, those doctors, those single mamas, those people that are hurting with no money. We, we developed contracts with all of the counties, all of them. Are we the only one? We're one of the very few in Central Florida that has contracts with every county that we touch. And these people come and bring their children to us. And guess what? We see autistic children come through our doors, nonverbal, and when they leave, they're speaking. Yeah, it's true. They come in with pacifiers, don't they? Don't they, Vanessa? 
Don't they, Sydney? They come in with pacifiers and their little tablets like this, and they don't speak, and they're in their little world. And you know what? The anointing in these women that the Father has joined me to in this house begins to work, and we begin to take the chains off, and we begin to set them free, and they walk out free and marked for the kingdom. And guess what? We don't cram anything down their throat but love. That's it. We love them. Oh, you serve Buddha? Okay, come on in. We're going we're gonna to serve your family. How can we best? Oh, you don't eat this? Okay, we will not serve them that at lunch. And, you know, we begin to demonstrate the kingdom. We begin, we begin to demonstrate power, and they see it, and they compare it to what's going on in their life, in their religion, and what they serve, and it sets them free. They want to know. We find them in our office. We're trying to get them out of our office so we can get work done. But the parents are coming in, and they won't leave. And that's a testimony to you. That's a testimony to you. That's a testimony to his goodness and his way and his dream. So we have evidence here. So when we sat in this meeting, I thought, I don't know. We don't have very many of our in-the-wall kids. So I, I thought, okay, we're doing well there. We're, we're outside the walls. The ELC is outside the walls. Another thing, quickly, that he has opened up to us is that a global corporation, when I say global, that's not an exaggeration. They came to us and said, would you be interested in opening a Kids Rock in our facility? We were up against Lady Bird, all these, and I was like, what? Yeah, sure. And so long story short, they chose us. So this contract should be signed sometime in the near future, and we will be penetrating the corporate world with <laughs> the kingdom way of serving children, creating a place where they are safe, where they are loved, and where they can experience the Father. This is happening. Yeah, this is happening. It's not a dream. Like, this is, this is evidence. It's happening. This is happening. So all that's great, right? And I was able to share that at the table, and I'm feeling so good. And then I got to the ladies' ministry. And I share this to encourage you today. This is a really flipped perspective. But I sat there, and I thought, huh. Because I know with the Early Learning Center, I love my girls. I love those the fathers joined me to. I know I'm putting them through school. I want to make them better. When they leave this place, they're going to be equipped and better for it. So all that vision is there. But when I looked at the ladies' ministry, I love every woman in this room. But the most powerful thing took place in this very room on Thursday night. And some of you were here to experience it. But we sealed that part of the ladies' ministry. I say that part because it's not over. Just Daughters of Destiny is taking a different form. And so together, by word and by spirit, we sealed it. And those of you that know, my mom started that 18 years ago. She started the ladies' ministry. So we were there for a strong finish. So I tell you, don't feel like it's wrong if you're shutting things, closing things up. And it's not that you have to close that up to reach for this. I love what my husband said today, and I agree. It's all running together. But for the next, with the ladies, you know what? We are mature enough to say, Father, what is your expression in the earth for women? Because we want that. 
And if we don't know, we're not moving until you speak. We're not moving until you show us. So right now, as far as the women's ministry in this house, we are alive and well. We are strong and well able. We are 100% in on the kingdom and what he's doing in the heavens. Amen. Well, I'm going to take just five minutes, not more than that, a real five minutes. And I want to say something about all of this that has been said and done. You may be asking, how does, what does this have to do with me? It has everything to do with you. It has everything to do with you because of where we're headed and where we're going. And I want to address a few things that different ones said while they were speaking and they were sharing there. Why did I ask them to share? Because as we sat around that table on Thursday morning and we were having our staff meeting and they began to share these things and they were answering the call to what's in you, what is there, and they began to answer that, it began to stir up, Holy Spirit began to stir each of us up. As we listened to one another talk, each of us became more and more stirred about what was ahead. As though not because each of us saw the other person, oh, that's their dream and it's going to come alive in them. No, we saw ourselves in each other's vision and dream. We saw ourselves in one another's dreams. So what am I going to say about that today? I want to address something. Jenny said something about the arising and the ascending. And she used that scripture, arise, shine, so your, and your light will, uh, for your light has come. That's the rest of it I was looking for. Arise, shine, for your light has come. There's a difference between arising and ascending. And I'm going to say this really quickly. Arising is the natural part. That's the part that you do. You can choose to do that. You can simply choose to get up in the morning. Arising is Adam. It is the natural. But when you ascend, there's a scripture that says, Who shall ascend the hill of the hill of the Lord? Who shall do it except for he who has clean hands and a pure heart? Who shall ascend? Ascending is the spiritual part. It is the part that you can only do when your mind has been changed. When our thinker has been changed and rearranged and we no longer have the mind of Steve Parker or the mind of Adam, but we have the mind of Christ. There is a calling to all of us today. Your part is this. There is a calling to us to first of all rise up, show him that he has our, atten his, our attention. Father, we're getting up. We're waking up today. We are standing at attention. That's why we're standing around in here this morning. We're standing up and saying to you, we have arisen and you have our undivided attention. And as you begin to change our mind, we will begin to ascend the hill of the Lord with a changed mind, with a changed mind so that we can see what it is that is around us, who it is that's out there that really needs the Father in ways that you have the Father. And I want to share with you as well this morning a couple of things that I think are important for us to know is one when when I think of chairs I've, I've never liked chairs from 21 years ago when we started the church and we put chairs in the auditorium I hated them I didn't like them because what it says to people is be seated and let us do the work it says to people you sit down and and let the people that's leadership they'll do all the work it gives people an excuse to back out I've never liked chairs from the very beginning. Many times we've taken the chairs out of this building and asked everyone, please stand if you can. If you can't, we understand it. But stand in your heart even if you're seated. Because we can't do anything without one another. I need you today, but I don't need you nearly as much as the Father does. And, I'm, and, and this building, this building, and I'm, and I'm parroting some of what you've heard before. But this building, it's always annoyed me that we come to church. I want to say something to you today. The church world, as we've known it, honey, you said something that struck me. I, th I thought I wrote it down, but I couldn't find it just a second ago. 
but you said something when you were talking that, that struck me. And anyway, whatever it was, but this, the, the church, the church isn't the place where we do what we've been trained to do. Let me tell you what we are. We are well-trained religious folks. We are well-trained church people in the traditional sense. We've been well-trained. We've grown up our children. We've raised our kids. We've told everybody that comes to church, this is where you come. You want to get saved? Meet me at the Rock of Central Florida on Sunday morning. You need to know the Lord? Meet me at the Rock. And what we've done is the church has raised up generations of people, not just this one, but the ones before and the ones coming after if we don't do something, if, if we don't have a changed mind. The church has raised up generations of people that say to the earth, Come to the church and support us. Bring what you've got to the church. Bring your body, bring your mind, bring your talents, bring your gifts. And the Father all along has been saying, I'm trying to get you to go out there and support them. I'm trying to get you to go out there and stand by the well. I'm trying to get you to go out there and tell the man, get in the pool. I'm trying to get you to go out there and get in the guy's boat. I'm trying to get you to go out there and say to the man sitting in a tree, there is a place. I'm trying to get you to go out and you're all along, you're waiting on people to come into your pretty little building. People, the church building is not the church. This is an assembly of churches. All of us are churches and we haven't been called to expect people to come to us. I'm just going to stand here and when you get here, I'll lead you to the Lord. But He's calling us to change our perspective. And some of the things that have handicapped the church is some of what you've heard this morning, whether it's Connect meeting right here in this building and saying to all the young adults, if you want to be a part of what we're doing, you've got to come here at 7 o'clock on Friday or youth 6 o'clock on Sunday night or ladies' ministry on Thursday or men's ministry on Thursday. We've trained people. We've trained a generation that if you want to know God, you've got to come to where we are. But what happens when we retrain a generation? What happens when we let Holy Ghost get inside of us and come alive in us and rise up in us and allow us to ascend to the place that the Father has called us? What happens when we retrain that generation and say, we're removing this handicap. We're about to be healed of a handicap. The handicap of so many ministries that are going on, it prevents us from getting out there. Well, I can't go over there and do anything over there. I can't meet with that person because I got to be at the ladies' ministry. I got to be at the men's ministry. I got to be at the youth ministry. What happens when we get healed of these handicaps? And we start saying, we're going to go out there. We're going to take what the Father's doing in us and we're going to go out there. When we gather in our assembly on Sunday morning, it's not because we're coming in to get saved, get delivered, get set free, get any of that. It's to come in and talk about how we were saved, how we were delivered, how we were set free during the week between Monday and Saturday. Can somebody say amen this morning? This is who we are. This is what He's called us to. You know, the Rock of Central Florida has never been a traditional church. It's never been. I don't have any of my friends that do church anything like what we do. None of them. I love every single one of them. I love what they do because that's what they're called to do. But we're we're very different. And we've always been very different. And not everybody's going to love what we do. That's okay. There's a place where they can go where they love it. But I'm going to love on the purpose of God. And I'm going to love on His purpose to get us outside of these walls and to get us into the community. So what does it look like for you and me? What lies ahead? One first thing we're going to do is we're going to position ourselves to, be, to meet in the marketplace. 
We touched on this a little bit in the past. As I said earlier. But we don't know when yet because we got to get it sorted out. But one Sunday every single month. One Sunday out of every month. We're going to let you know. This Sunday, these are the places we're meeting at. And it will not be in a dry old building with sheetrock and carpet. So that we can all pay our pens. Is anybody hearing me this morning? So it might be at the park in Sanford. It might be at the food court in the mall. It might be at the neighborhood community center where you live. At the country club where you're at. It might be in a high roller place. It might be in a low roller place. It might be on 13th Street in Sanford. You hearing what I'm saying today? And you know how we're going to be ministered to? See, men come together so that we can try to, you know, sharpen one another. Women come together. We can try to sharpen one another. I'm going to tell you the best way for you to get sharpened. Let's get out there and do it together. Let's get out there and hold one another accountable. We're going to be influencers for the kingdom of God. And the one thing that I know, that when the Father first called me into ministry, and, I, and all my friends know, and they, they, in fact, I said to George Brantley, and he has his family, the Gibbs family here with us today, but he said to me once, he said, no one ever knows what to expect when they go to your church. <laughs> and I want that to be truer today than it's ever been. I want that to be truer today than it has ever, ever been. I've not liked platforms since the day I entered ministry. Because what that does is that tells us this is where we go to show how smart we are and how much we know. But it's time we together, you are just as smart. You have this, you, I don't have any more anointing than you have. I'm not any more empowered than you are. So I charge you today as I wrap this up, dream. And when I'm talking about dreaming, I'm not, I'm not talking about just the next thing. And the reason I wanted them to share is because I wanted you to hear. I wanted you to be inspired this morning. I'm an enabler. And by word and spirit today, I'm enabling you. Dream. Who can you affect that's outside of this house? I stand on behalf of the men. They were not mentioned. And this day will not end without it. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not in charge of it, but it directly affects me. So I'm just telling you, I'm a part of whatever you have for that. Amen. 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 So what we're working on right now is the last Sunday of this month. I don't even know what the date is. What we're working on right now, the first time, the last Sunday of this month, we're trying to get permission to meet at two different parks. But we're going to meet there and we're going to worship acoustically. We're going to minister. We're going to teach. We're going to talk. And I want to hear your voices more than I hear my own. I want to hear what is in you. Are you ready? Dream. Let's get yes. <laughs> choose my words correctly
Let's go to work. Somebody, somebody, somebody outside the walls of this building is waiting to hear what you have to say. Not to be preached at, but to be demonstrated to. Somebody is waiting to see what you do in a circumstance where they feel like they failed in. Somebody. Let's get to work. So what's it going to look like next week? I don't know. Will we have chairs in here? Maybe. I don't know. I hope not. I hope I never have to set chairs up in here again. In fact, if I sell them all, I won't have to worry. If I commit to selling them all, we won't have to worry about it. Everybody who sets them up and tears them down is having a moment. <laughs> but this is what I know. I know we need, to re- we need to change our thinking. We need to begin to ascend. And we need to stop thinking, the, oh, man, if I could just get them to the church, they'd get saved. I'm going to tell you, they're going to be saved. People are going to come to know Christ because you know Him. And if you know Him, get out there and talk about it. Don't, get out, don't cram. Just be. Just be. Circle groups, when you're meeting in these circle groups, take people with you. Take people with you. In fact, I'm okay if you never invite anybody else here on Sunday morning. If you never invite another person, you can. But if you don't, I'm okay with it. I'd rather you invite them where we're going to go. I'd rather them see what we're doing in the community until they can come with testimony. Christ's greatest ministry was when he was walking down the road and people were waiting on him. They were lining the streets waiting on him simply to be Christ. Let's go to work. Father, I bless this house. I bless these men. I bless these women, the people watching and apart, declaring today that we have positioned ourselves. We are fully in every way aligning ourselves with your word to us. Help us today. Help us today. We're willing to trip over our own feet in in an effort to fulfill your purpose for us. We align ourselves with your word, with your anointing today. We press in. Father, we are a voice. We are a demonstration. We are a testimony. And we honor you rising up. We honor you lying down today. We honor you today. And thank you for those who have come today for the first time. Those who are hearing for the first time today what they're hearing. Help us. Help us. Help us, Holy Spirit, to see and to hear clearly. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.